Hey guys, welcome back to an episode. I know we've been waiting for so fucking long. I've been terrible at keeping up on it, but I'm back. Um, today I have. Go ahead and introduce yourself. How y'all doing? It's your boy AJ. Huh? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk about music and just life and all that. So if you want to get started with what? My bad. It's your boy AJ Hunt. WSC April's finest. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, all that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All the socials, and I'll link them too in my description of it, so that way you can see them. Um, yeah, so if you want to get started and tell us a little about yourself, what you got going. So, you know, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, moved to Kentucky, um, Elizabethtown, Radcliffe, that area. Uh, went to the Navy, got out, and went back to E-Town, and then I, that's when I moved up to Louisville, you know, the city and stuff like that. And that's why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? With the Caitlin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, why we're we, here. I always forget that you're not from Kentucky because I, when I met you, it was like high school. You know, I think I met you like my freshman year of high school. So I don't know what. When was you it your freshman year? Yeah, because I'm a year younger than you, remember? Okay. Yeah, I met you young. We used to work at Burger King together. We used to work at Burger uh-huh. King. With Ashley. Yeah. Good time. Mm-hmm. That was a mess. That's a throwback, though, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When was the last time we talked about I haven't really talked to her, but she follows me on Snapchat, but, you know, yeah, you know, we just kind of went our separate ways. For sure, for sure. Um, And really, when I stopped working, because I ended up switching from the Radcliffe BK out to Brandenburg, and I was out there for like six or eight months or something, and so we were, every day, we spent, we worked on the same shift, we opened together and everything, so we were constantly around each other, and then, you know, I left, and we just went our separate ways, yeah. Yeah, so, That's exactly I right. always forget about that. That's how it be. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember it vividly. Mm-hmm. I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, we talked a little bit about the past. What do you have currently going for you? I know you just put an album out. Right, so Retro, you know, the process, I just dropped Retro on uh, April 1st this year, 2021. Uh, go ahead and get it. It's on Spotify, Apple Music. You know, it's on all streaming platforms, you know, so whatever. Which Anywhere the music plays, is there. You know what I'm saying? Something that retro, <laughs> AJ Hunt. Um, you know, I made that album. I want. I want to say I. I made it quick. It's not an album, actually. It's a mixtape. Oh, you know what okay. I'm saying? But we gonna get there. We gonna. We gonna yeah, drop I'm that still learning my music terminology. No, you straight. We we gonna drop that debut soon. Um, <clears throat> but for the most part, I'll say the the, the inspiration, the name retro. It mm-hmm. came from you know I listened to a lot of uh, old school music. You know, okay. so I wouldn't even say old school, but a lot of groove. You know what I'm saying? A lot of 70s, 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. you know, thousands. And there was a point in time where, you know, I was really you know, overwhelmed, and, mm-hmm. you know, interested in that type of music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like to hear the sample type beats and everything like that. And that kind of inspired me to go with the name Retro. So okay. when you hear the songs, it has a lot of like samples and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> so that's where it came from, you know. But I was at a point that the making of it, you know what I'm saying, it was a quantum leap. So, the making of it was, uh, you know, I, I, I figured that I needed to make a difference, you know what I'm saying, my hat. Mm-hmm. I'm making music, but what am I, what am I making? Yeah. Really? You what, know are what are you really putting out? What are you saying? What's your message? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, I had to make a decision and I had to make a sacrifice. I had to go 21 days, you know what I'm saying, no social media, no drinking and no smoking. Yeah, you know I heard you mention that. Right, 21. I wanted to ask about that. Mm-hmm, 21 days, no drink, no blowing dope. I mentioned that in the song Unfamiliar, but 
I had to I had to go through that. I had to let my mom go through that to show myself how much power I truly had over myself. Cause you know, sipping a little, you know what I'm saying, drink is fine. Smoking a little is fine. Mm -hmm. You know, not doing it too much is not you know, it's not doing yeah, it too yeah. much. You feel me? But I figured Let's not have those things, you know what I'm saying, do, do the thinking for me. Let me do the thinking myself. That's, a clear, that's, a real clear space. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's, you know. That's interesting because someone actually just mentioned that to me yesterday. She was saying that, you know, she's working on a gallery and all this stuff, right? She's getting all that together. And she was like, although I don't drink very often, like kind of how you were saying, you know, sip a little something. She was like, I, it's so important to me to have this time until I get all that together that I'm alcohol free completely because I don't want anything whatsoever like fucking in my head. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's where the originality came from with my songs, with the way that I'm rapping, with my, you know what I'm saying, lyrics and stuff like that's mm -hmm. where the originality came from. Because, you know, I don't like, I'm not going to say I don't like, you know, I prefer old school, new school, I prefer new school. It's not that. It's not about that. It's just I like what I like. Yeah. And I don't like what everyone else likes. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. I distanced myself from the in crowd of the main, you know, mm -hmm. in crowd of the music. Now, I do listen to hits. I like hits because it's good to study hits. You know, how how do they make hits? You know what I'm yeah. saying? How do, how do they make those songs? That just, so it's good to study those things. And that's what I like to do, you know. But on, for the most part, you know, the new music mm -hmm. these days uh, kind of sounds, in my point, kind of sounds similar. Now, I do need to dig deeper underground, and I do, mm -hmm. you know. But, you know, I like I prefer my originality. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm going through the days, uh, going through the days sober, you know what I'm saying? Waking up with all this energy, waking up with refreshments, you know yeah. what I'm saying, with creativity. That small little change shifts so much. You know, and it, and it did. And I, I'm waking up and I, I, it was one morning I woke up and I wrote the song Unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. And I had, I had already had the, um, you know, the lyric, the, the, the chorus in my head. Right. I had already had the chorus in my head. Had already had the beat in mind, but I didn't have the lyrics. I woke up one morning and I heard the thing, like, you know, waking up early is kind of, you know, trying to start to have a waking up early. Okay. So I woke up and said, What do I do? Someone told me, right, right to that song. So I wrote that song and, you know, there it was. And, mm. and I was really, you know what I'm saying? I was excited about that. It was like, that's a good song. Like, I snapped on yeah. that book. Like, I, I sent it to my homeboy, like, hey, yo, like, listen to this. Yeah, you knew. You knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew, you know, I knew okay. it was the truth. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I wrote that and, and I and I liked that. So I said, let me do that again. Mm -hmm. and, and again. And, and again. And so, off of that, I'll, I'll say the the first song on, on, on Retro, the songs that I made during that um, detox was mm -hmm. Um Come the second song. C -O That's my favorite. The second that song. That's my favorite. We'll get back to that. I don't want to interrupt you, but that is my favorite. Okay. Let me not forget to mention that. All right, cool, cool. And then the third song. What was the third song? It was Tone. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. That's with me and my brother. Now that. That's, that's what a, I thought that was. Mm -hmm. So on the first part of the song, that's my brother, Darrell, not Daryl. You can follow him on Instagram, Darrell, not Daryl. And then so, uh, right, you know. I always wanted us to make a song together because you know that's that's my home. You know what I'm saying? I've always wanted us to make a song. You yeah, know, was music, you know. So I had to be already in mind. You know what I'm saying? I just need to write my verse too. So it took us. We was we was supposed to make that song a long time ago, but I'm glad it came out when it came out. You know what I'm saying? It was perfect timing. But I ended up writing my verse to it and everything like that. And uh, you know what I'm saying? I brought it to the room. Like, 
you know what I'm saying? I got the beat, man. I got it already. Cool. So went to the studio and we laid it down. And then the fourth song is um, I did. So I wrote that. So that third song, mm-hmm. I wrote my um, bars before the detox. You know what I'm saying? I had already okay. wrote that before the detox. So you know what I'm saying? That's that was still a good song. It mm-hmm. took a long time to actually finish. And then the fourth one. What was the fourth? One? Is that the inner one? Or is that a little later? Summer 20 So that that, that? One, that is my, that's one of my favorite songs on the whole mm. thing. Now, I didn't write that on the details, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But that was a song I wrote last year in Summer 20 when I was already on the detail. It wasn't mm-hmm. a practice because I was, I was getting out the Navy, you know what I'm saying? Mm, I was yeah, already. Yeah. You were already there. It wasn't yeah. something you had to think about. You know what I'm saying? I was already in that mind space where I can't, I'm not smoking weed like that right now. You know, I was yeah. doing runs in the morning and stuff like that. I was already on that type of movement and right. when I wrote that you know I finished writing it when I got out the Navy when I was at home in Kentucky when I was home in Kentucky I finished writing okay. and I wasn't really smoking weed or anything like that I was still clean mm-hmm. like, but writing it it was just talking about my summer in 2020 like from because you know I got out the Navy uh, May and I was in Virginia from June to July and then July to August you know I was back and forth moving time and stuff mm-hmm. like that. so you know that was my, that was my summer twenty, and I, that's what I wrote about. That's what mm-hmm. I rapped about, and then, and then, and it, it was real to me because you know I can picture, I picture my summer twenty every time I listen to that song. And it brings back, you know, not saying good memory, but it it, it makes me reminisce, you know, so, yeah. so vividly and everything like that. So I, I admire that um, fifth song. Is that's unfamiliar? Mm-hmm. So that's unfamiliar. The fifth song is unfamiliar. Now that was when you came in this morning. That's what I was listening mm-hmm. to, right? Okay. Was it? No, no, no. Was that's it? that's unfamiliar. No, no, no. You was listening to that song. That was the last. Listen, track. I have literally listened to this album four or five times this morning because I wanted to make sure that everything that I was saying and all the thoughts that I had, like they were, they were there. You know, like it, it was actually. This is what I want to say about this. I've listened to it a good four or five times this morning. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, keep running it up. Keep running it up. Hey, make sure y'all listening to Retro, AJ Hunter, all streaming platforms. But so the fifth song, Unfamiliar, we spoke on that. And then the sixth song, Blood in My Nose, that's the song that I wrote in the middle of the night, you know what I'm saying, on the detox. Mm-hmm. Because they say when you stop smoking weed after a long time, you get kind of like a type of insomnia or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's yeah, hard yeah. to fall back asleep when you have it. So you know, it was one of those days, you know, I didn't do it. It was like the fourth day, you know what I'm saying, I wasn't doing it, and I just couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And I was, I took I took advantage of that time. I started listening to instrumentals, and, you know, I went past the beat, and, you know what I'm saying, I'm writing, next thing you know, I got a, I got a whole song, and I'm playing that song every day, like, man, this Okay, so you when know? you're saying you wrote the song, is it like, were a lot of them that you really sat down and wrote the whole song? When you did it, or was it like, oh, okay, I came up with this verse, and then I came back to it later, and then I had this, or? So, actually, the songs I wrote when I was on, well, except Kong, except the mm-hmm. first one, I had to come back to that one. That was the only song I had to come back to that I wrote. But for the most part, the um, this song, mm-hmm. the sixth song that I was, yeah, The Blood in My Nose, and then the other song, That Song Me, the last one, were actually ones I, I wrote. At, you know what I'm saying? One city. You know what I'm oh, saying? I had the like in the whole entire okay, okay. thing. You know what I'm saying? So when I wrote um Blood in My Nose, it was it was good because I was just right. It was just I was just writing truth. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. easy to let that pen flow when it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? You know the truth. You know what's going on. Yeah. You see it every day. Make no sense to lie on the track. Like what you got to lie for? You know what I'm saying? Like people love to hear the truth in the, in the song. So that's what I did. And 
you know, it manifested it in something great. You know what I'm saying? And, <clears throat> you know, and I like that. So I did it again. So I was going to do it again. And then it was um, one of the last nights that I was on, on the detox. I wrote, mm-hmm. That's On Me. <sighs> and it was a song pretty much. I was just listening to different pieces because, you know, I don't really like these uh, pop. Like I said, I, I'm not really into it. You know, I'm not going to say new music is better than old music or this mm-hmm. music is better than that music. I like all types of music. But I, I like music I like yeah. bottom line. You know what I'm saying? If I like this beat, I'm going to make that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I was just listening to the different beats and everything. And I came across one. And that's where that song inspired from. Because I was going through some things. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was down bad. But at the same time, I didn't let that, you know, sink into my skin to let it get in and just poison my mm-hmm. mind and let all that stuff that's going on from the out outer yeah. world affect me. It is what it inside. is, but I still have a goal. You I'm know what I'm saying? I'm still yeah. I'm still on it. You know what I'm saying? That victory ain't blowing this way, but we gonna end up winning. That's mm-hmm. on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is a little tune. I love that. You know, it's it's it's, it's inspiring, it's motivating, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I was trying to get to, you know, other people who, who hear that song. Mm-hmm. It's inspiring, motivating. You know, so that was that's what I came from. Okay, so where? Oh, well, here I'll let you. I'll talk a little bit so you can, you know, clear your throat and drink up. Mm-hmm. But um, I noticed now again, my music terminology is not the greatest. I'm I'm a lover of music, but I'm not a maker of music, okay. right? So I usually don't know the right terms. But when I was listening to it, especially the first or second time, there seemed to be a couple different sounds that you went for like kind of I guess flows really would be the word where it's like you know the first song sounds very very different from the second song that you came out with when I was listening to the second song it kind of gave me I don't know if you listened to him but it made me almost feel like I was listening to Larry June or something you know some kind of style like that maybe not necessarily his sound but something like that um, was that something that you did intentional with the different sounds, or did um, it just happen? You know, that just happened. Like, I, I like Larry June, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not like a, you know what I'm saying? I don't play not his songs. Yeah, 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 I don't be bumping his songs on the back-to-back, but if you play it, you know, I'd be like, what song is this? Mm-hmm. You know, I it's like play funky. That's, yeah. that's the word that came to my mind, especially, okay, so the, uh, summer 20, the Summer 20 interlude, and the second song, those two, I was just like, this is funky. Like, I like this. This is nice. You know, it was different. It was different. And I definitely think that's why I've been listening to it several times this morning is because it's not something, it's not my normal music that I would listen to, but also I don't think that it's a sound really that for like your average mainstream artist is putting out right, right. now. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's the whole point. When you hear AJ Hunnett, you don't hear nobody else. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you might hear that style. You may hear that flavor. Yeah. But this is AJ Hunnett. This mm-hmm. ain't a son of so-and-so or a son of so Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the but no, it was unintentional how I made those songs. I, I actually liked the song Coming Out Hard. It was by 8-Ball and MJG. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was listening to that song. I was like, man, this song going <laughs> crazy. And I was like, I got to make a song. I got to make my own version of this. So, that's where that... Okay. That's where that came from, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so it, it was very intentional. But I was—I remember I was listening to Summer Twenty in the mm-hmm. elevator, and somebody asked me, "Is that Larry June?" I said, mm-hmm. "No, nah, it's AJ Hunter." So you know what I'm saying? I, I yeah, kinda, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I, uh, and again, my words might be a little wrong, but the way that you're rapping, it kind of 
that sounds a little like familiar in the way like I feel like it more flows together it's almost right. like um again I can only explain this as far no, as I can it's almost like all of your words are together you know when you speak usually it's very clear and very like this is what I'm saying and broken up and kind of choppy but that all kind of flowed together and I think he makes a lot of music that also flows together when he's speaking like that or when he's making music and I think that's what it is that makes people automatically like oh you know this isn't him but this sounds similar Mm -hmm. and I think that's what it is that you did and I just didn't know if that was something that you meant to do or if it just happened so when it comes to lyrics you know I figure like it's it's kind of like talking you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? In a way, it's like I'm speaking my story mm-hmm. with these lyrics. It's in a way of poetry. You know what I'm saying? I'm speaking on the beat, so that's why you know sounds like that clear. It goes together. It's like I'm not I'm not saying anything too big or crazy. It's like I'm telling you, I'm talking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what it is, and that's just you know. Some people can get away with it. Some people can't. You know, mm-hmm. some we need that music where people talking in trash on and stuff. Like yeah. That. And you know what I'm saying? We need that. You know, it's a balance. But at the same time, where I, you know, where I fit in is, you know, talking through the lyrics. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just expressing my opinion for what I know. You know what I'm saying? What I believe in everything I've done. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know? There's some, when I was listening this morning, there were some things in there, and I was like, what the fuck? What was the stuff about smoking spice at 14? First of all, what the yeah, hell man, so you I, Man, I don't know, man. It was a, it was a small town. You know, mm-hmm. me and Radcliffe, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was... I feel like we probably got our spice from the same person, because mm-hmm. I smoked spice from somebody. And it wasn't, it wasn't intentional, in a way. Mm-hmm. It was... It was Oh, this dude said he finna get a blunt for 10. I was like, nah, blunt for 10 back then. You know, man, mm-hmm. oh, it's finna be some gas then. Blunt for 10. I was like, all right, cool. You know, blunt used to be like five. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? We on the back patio smoking and everything. And dude come up with this shit spice. I'm like, what the hell are we doing smoking? Spice. Mm-hmm. I'm over here high as hell. That's just great. Listen, so you, I don't know if you Shouldn't mean, have been smoking that young anyway, but, man. you know. Mm-hmm. See, I smoked, the first time that I smoked, it was eighth grade, but I had an older cousin and, you know, she was into all that, whatever. So I smoked with her and that was the first time I ever got high. And then I started smoking, probably really, really smoking like freshman year of high school. I'd get up, you know, go to school, be high, you know, just small town, nothing else to do type shit. So I was smoking a lot. And then actually at BK, I had smoked with somebody I worked with there and... He was, you know, doing that thing, especially with him being an older guy and everything. It was me and another girl. And he was just like, oh, like, you guys are baby smokers, blah, blah, blah. So then, you know, you're like, baby, yeah, baby smoker. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I got to outsmoke him. Well, he knew it was Spice. We did not know it was Spice. What? Yeah. So then I had to go back and work on my shift because that was just my lunch break. You remember I used to do drive through the the drive through time was at 10 minutes. I was so high out of my mind. And I did not know what... Like, I, he never once said this was Spice. It wasn't until later on that the girl and I talked about it and realized, like, that's what that was. I was high out of my fucking mind. Bro, that I was, was crazy. I thought out you, my mind. I really thought that that kind of said, like, you was just smoking a regular bun. I thought you was talking about her. No. I was high on my mind. And she was, she also worked at BK. 
Because he was a manager and then we were, you know, crew members. That's yeah. He was a manager. And we were crew members. So I look at her and I'm watching her talk to people. She's laid out on the counter. And the, like the front counter, she's laid out on the counter, like just yelling and just having a fucking, just high as fuck. Like out of her mind high type shit. And I remember making a milkshake and I was just like my whole body just... <laughs> Because, you know, the machine already, like, vibrates a lot, and you can kind of feel it in your body. And I have a body high usually when I'm high. Oh, my God. My whole body could not stop moving, and I'm just sitting here, like, going crazy. And I just... So, I couldn't imagine being 14 doing that. Because, I mean, I was still pretty young, but... Yeah, it's... That fucked up smoking weed for me entirely. I stopped smoking after that. It's crazy the type of stuff these kids be getting into nowadays, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I wasn't proud to say smoking spicy. But, you yeah. know, it comes with the like game. It wasn't like, yeah, I did that shit. You know what I'm saying? It comes with the game. That's the truth. Yeah. You know, so. It happened. You know what I'm saying? You like yeah. that sometimes. So, you know, grateful for the experience and, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and like that. It makes me who I am today. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, what... Is there anyone or anything specifically music-wise that you remember listening to while you were working through all this? Because you said you weren't smoking, you weren't drinking. What were you doing? Good question. Good question. Um, I was at a point where, you know, I wanted to, you know, cancel out intoxication and mm-hmm. and, and, and flow more towards so- sobriety. Okay. So, you know, I would wake up, typical morning, I would wake up, you know, I'd take the dog outside and I would listen to music, you know what I'm saying? Or I would write a song before I take the dog outside, my dog couldn't see. And, the cutest you know, dog I've ever seen. Oh my God, I love him so much. Thank you, thank you. So, you know, I would take him outside and it was like cold outside. It was winter and stuff like that. So I would do that and I would go to the gym, listen to a beat and I would clean up around the house. Mm-hmm. And then I would go door dash and everything like that around three or four stuff like that and I would go there for like four or five hours you know get my income and then go back home mm-hmm. and that's that's what it would be and during that time you know I was listening to music I was you know what I'm saying trying to find out you know what what lyrics to put in there and stuff like that taking my time because when it was a lot more songs that I made just in the ones I put on the mm-hmm. you know I made a song I made a remix to the song uh, Teenage Dream by Katy Perry what? I made a remix to it. You know what I'm saying? And it was just all about expanding my creativity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Letting it flow. Because the thing, I feel like what people don't realize, and this is why, okay, so this morning I asked you if you were a Pisces or a Virgo, right? Because I'm a Pisces woman. And Virgo is our sister sign. And so I did not think you were a Pisces. I was like, maybe he's a Virgo. Okay, so I was like, you know, I could see something about when we have conversation, and I felt this way a lot with other Pisces, which is why I was like, maybe he is somewhere there. It just, it flows, and I feel like creativity-wise, especially, you know, with me, I'm a dreamer. I'm always in my head. I always have 10,000 things going, and this and that, and so it's really hard, like, really hard for me to do that because it's an up and down kind of thing like when i'm high everything is great you know and not high like we high, but just you know when 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 i'm on the the high of the roller coaster you know when the creativity is flowing and everything everything is great but then when i hit that low it's really low 
And a lot of times, only other creative people can pull me out of that. I don't know what it is, but it's just like a, you know, it's an energy thing. You get around them and it's like, sure, sure. you know, creative energy just flows. Once you open that door, it just comes out. And, and yeah, that's, and that's another thing. So it, 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 it's, it's a something called the seven hermetic principles, you know what I'm saying? And one of them is, is gender, you know, mm -hmm. and this is something, you know, that people could think about. Masculine is active. Feminine is passive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I put the seed into the ground. The passive is going to up, yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? So, in a way, that's where the creativity, you know, it, it, that can help people, you know, think mm -hmm. about creativity in a way. But, um, you know, when it flows and everything like that, it, it, that's all there is. You know what I'm saying? There's no makeup. There's yeah. no, you know what I'm saying, artificial uh, products in in the making of this. Mm -hmm. This is all me. This is what I'm saying. This is what I wrote through mm -hmm. the pen. You know what I'm saying? This is how I'm speaking. And, you know, it, it, it brings independence. It brings me as, like, one in a million. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It makes me mm -hmm. feel one in a million rather than, you know what I'm saying, a million trying to be one. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I was doing. And I remember getting into an altercation with this lady at the mall during that time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Keeping the peace. Because... I walked into a, a Zoomies at J-Town Mall. I ain't have a mask on. It was tripping around. I was just trying to return the shirt. They talking about, you got to wear a mask. I'm just trying to return the shirt. Then they end up yelling at me and cussing and stuff like that. Then it's a lady customer talking crazy. I'm like, do you even work here? Is she yelling and cussing me <laughs> out? Escalating stuff. And I'm telling her, God bless you. God bless you. Mm -hmm. Trust in the Lord. You shall be saved. And I'm telling them stuff. Instead of cursing them, because cursing you ain't going to do nothing. Because if yeah. I put my hands on you, I would have went to jail, bro. Mm -hmm. I would have went to jail. Wouldn't wouldn't have been no more AJ Hunter because I really would have put my hands on that lady. It would have been a yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that happened. How that happened? Because at the end of the day, you know, wherever that lady is, she's probably still the same person that she is when mm -hmm. I seen her. And you know that I ain't. That's just how I feel about it. And not even just that, but like being and that able to stay. Or, 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 you know what I'm saying? That that was one of the things I really unfamiliar about that too. Mm -hmm. But being able to stay in in your character in a situation like that. Because I think a lot of times it's very, very easy. I know for me especially, it's very easy to pop out of character. And, you know, things like that. Especially when I was, you know, in high school and I was a little younger. It was really easy for me to all of a sudden be somebody else. Or, you know, when I was angry, you know, it was very, very easy to... And then you do those things, and then when you're calmed down again, you're like, damn, I, I wish I never would have did that. Like, I remember being, I fought this girl, and and it's so crazy because I was holding on to anger for so long that I really wanted to fight her for, like, two years. Mm. Right? And I just, I had never even met the girl. The first night that I met her was the night that we fought. And then, probably six months later, I, you know, she'd still follow, she didn't follow me on Instagram, but she'll check my stuff and all that. And we're, it's a very high emotion situation, but she, you know, would follow. And I was just like, okay, let me say something to her. And I just went and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, we could have handled that so peace, much better, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so having the grace to, like, go back and be like, mm, yeah, you know, we could have handled that better. Like, I hope you're doing well. I think that is so satisfying, especially in that situation where you're just like, God bless you. You know, having that grace mm -hmm. instead of. You know, rising above, it's so rising satisfying. Above, yeah. and, and, you know, that's that's one of the things, you know, I like to promote too. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? The power of God is in all of us. Don't let them think that it's not, you know what I'm saying? Because that's the thing. These people, 
I don't want to get into politics. Let's mm-hmm. let's keep it on music. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna we gonna drift into a whole other dimension. I mean, that's the whole. We can always come back to music, but I, I was like I was telling you earlier, and I'll have a question to piggyback off of this. So don't let me forget to ask that. But for me, this whole podcast and you know everything is about creating a safe space. I was telling you, my dad was in the military. Um, my mom got married very young. My mom was. It was a month before her 19th birthday before she had me. So she didn't really have a sense of herself at all. She's also an Aries. But she didn't have a sense of self at all. And my dad was in the military. And I feel like that might be very... I personally believe that the military, if you allow it to, can strip you of your sense of who you are. You have no individualism. Because right? you're not think you're not doing your own thing, bro. Yeah. Being in the military firsthand, bro, I already realized the game. You're not doing your mm-hmm. own thing. And they telling you what time to wake up. They telling you what to mm-hmm. do. And that's okay for people who want that. Yeah. But if you are independent person, mm-hmm. you from Hustle City. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. And that's the thing. And and I never want to be like, oh yeah, you know, standing like against the military because you know people want that and that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. But for me. I grew up with a parent, he didn't want that. He was great having that routine and everything. He was great having that pack mentality and all that. I wasn't like that. You know, I needed my individualism. I needed to be my own person. I mean, you can just look at me and tell that I am very much so my own person. And growing up, I never had that. I never felt like I could say my my opinions or speak on my feelings or anything like that and not be judged. It never felt safe. So... That was the whole reason for me, like, wanting to create this is so that I could have somewhere that I could be safe and that people could come and be safe and everything like that. So don't think that, like, oh, we said we were going to talk about music and it, you know, spirals off. Say what you got to say, baby. Let it take you where it takes you. So what what was I saying? I was saying they try to right. The power of God is in all of us. It is. He created us. So the power of God is in us. You know what I'm saying? And they try to get us to bow down to a one thing. And it's not even like that because they want that power and we're not supposed to give them that power. But then they use fear to manipulate and skirt people. And fear is not even real because everything in this universe is voluntary. You need a job, you got to voluntarily sign up. You 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 know what I'm saying? You want to join the military, you got to voluntarily do that. You want the vaccine, you got to voluntarily do that. Mm-hmm. You want the police to come in y'all, you got to voluntarily allow them. Everything is voluntary, bro. So when you skirt, when you doing stuff that you're not supposed to be doing, you either doing it out of fear or ignorance. You know what I'm saying? And that's the type of message. I can't shoot that directly through my music, but that's the type of vibe I'm on. That's the type of wave I'm on. I want to think, you know what I'm saying? Not saying think, you know, be me, you know what I'm saying, have my own rules, but at the same time I don't want to think like how the whole world thinking, I don't want to think like how society thinking, you know what I'm saying I got something in me that's powerful that has sharp thinking that has, you know what I'm saying tools of self-mastery and that's what I that's what I want to believe, that's my strong suit that's what I want, you know what I'm saying impact for, and you know I ain't, I ain't trying to sell out mm-hmm you gonna get the real me, but you know it comes a point in time where you know you can't always say I'm gonna be real, I'm gonna be real. You know, yeah. opportunities come, you should take them. But at the same time, don't water yourself down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't never water yourself down. I think there's always this kind of like weird thing that happens when opportunities come, and not even you know just like for music, but in life in general. I feel like 
Especially if you're a person who's not really used to having opportunities. Like, let's be honest, Radcliffe, there's not, you know, there's not a lot going there. Opportunity-wise, there's not a lot. You know, it's not a big city. You're not going to be like, you're not going to make it if you stay in Radcliffe your whole life and only work in Radcliffe. You're not going to, quote-unquote, make it. But um, I think growing up in an environment like that, people tend to fuck up their opportunities by trying to stay so like, well, I'm from my club, I'm from this. Don't get me wrong, you should definitely, this is where I'm from, this yeah. is, you know, that's the the city that made me who I am and everything like that. But I think a lot of times we get so wrapped up in staying down for our city that we allow it to drag you down and yeah. cause you to miss those opportunities or to, to mess up those opportunities. And opportunities is like, you know, major. Mm-hmm. Major, major, major in the type of season I'm in. Because mm-hmm. everybody got a season. Everybody go through certain rhythms. Everybody up, you know what I'm saying, some days. Everybody down some days. Everybody getting paid these days. Everybody ain't getting paid. So yeah. it's a season that I'm in where these opportunities are going to lead me into something, you know, relatively greater. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to stay stagnant. I ain't trying to sit in the same spot mm-hmm. forever. You know what I'm saying? So. It's good that I'm taking these opportunities, like the podcast, for, mm-hmm. for example. You know what I'm saying? Opportunity. Let's take it. Yeah. We ain't got nothing but time to waste. You know what I'm saying? And what really, what really inspired me, you know what I'm saying, to start taking more opportunities, taking more life risks, and realizing that this life is, it can happen to anybody at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, my cousin, my cousin passed. Mm-hmm. He passed. I'm so and, sorry. And, you know, I know, you know, he passed. And that, that kind of showed me and reflected a little bit, you know what I'm saying? It was a message in that, saying he was alive the same time as me. Mm-hmm. He was living same time as me. He didn't know what was going to happen, but at the end of the day, he did what he did. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me live now and die later. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's, that's, that's the late. We, we ain't worried about that because yeah. yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but let me live now. I was hoping we would get back to this conversation because this is something that we kind of got into a little beforehand and it was like, wait, let's keep this for the podcast. (coughs) So I do think that death is one of the biggest things that causes us to start living again. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty vocal about it, but last year, my grandfather died. Um, July, it'll be a year since he died. And he actually ended up dying in my arms um and I can honestly say that that experience shifted so much for me and even just mindset wise you know I might not even be that much different from where I was then in you know in this in my life and in my world but mentally so much is different I feel like that was a moment where I was just like oh my god like I have I have to live I have to live because with him, it was cancer. And it was, he had had cancer a couple times. So everybody was like, oh, you know, he's going to be fine. Yeah. He's going to be fine. You know, he had skin cancer. He had, you know, he had like these big old scars on his neck because they took out, you know, skin and stuff like that. Took the cancer out from over there. So, you know, my life, I watched him beat all that. So I was like, it's fine. And I didn't realize how much I took really all of that for granted in life, you know, mm-hmm. for granted. And so that just shifted so much where it was like, I want to do everything. I want to do it all. Like I, 
Especially, everything. yeah. yeah. Like you said, I want to do everything. And the thing is, is it helped me start dreaming. That was the other thing. As I feel like growing up, I didn't really have, especially in high school, I always thought like, you know, my life is going to be very simple. We were near a military base, so I figured I'd marry somebody in the military, you know, pop out some babies, whatever. And then I realized that I didn't want to marry somebody in the military, but the, the plan was still the same. Marry somebody, pop out some babies, be somebody's mom, somebody's wife. And then, you know, as I got older, that kind of started to change. But now that situation, you know, him passing, that changed so much. Now it's like, I want to do everything. I want to experience everything that life has to offer. I want to live life as as full as I can. Taking risks, yeah, for yeah. sure. Taking risks, you know what I'm saying? And, and fearing nothing but God in the process. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, is no matter what you do, no matter, you know, whatever, everything is going to work out how it's intended to work out. Exactly. If you are meant to be on this path in this very moment, then you will find your way to that path in that moment, no matter what. And that's the thing. And I think a lot of times, like you, you mentioned fear earlier. I think now for me, I know we had this conversation the other night. I believe in a universe versus a God. But I feel like a lot of times fear is not so much an actual that you're genuinely afraid of something. I think it's just a lack of trust in whatever it is that you believe in. Now, see, there's a difference between fear and awareness. Like mm-hmm. you said, lack of trust in what, you know, lack of trust. Now, I don't lack no trust in what I believe in, but mm-hmm. there's awareness. Like, you know, fear would be, oh, I, I don't know how I would look. I, I shouldn't go on this date. I yeah. probably, you know, that's for, you know, you scared of something. Or, you know, since somebody told you they was it was somebody shooting outside and you don't see nobody outside. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. yeah, now yeah. awareness is you just seen somebody, you just seen the police walk by, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they looking for you. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. I ain't going outside then. I'm finna jump out this window. Right. You know what I mean? So that's that's what the difference is. Fear is when I it's mean, don't, it, do, it doesn't exist. Awareness is when you see it happening. Yeah. And, and I feel like a lot of times we use fear in a sentence, oh, I'm afraid or I'm this. Mm-hmm. When in reality, fear really just comes down. The only time that you're truly, truly, truly afraid is like, you know, if your life is on the line or things like that. You know, I think we tend to blow it a little more out of proportion where maybe you're nervous. nervous. You know, maybe, like you said with the date, I'm nervous to go on this date. I'm scared that maybe she won't, you know, find me as attractive or whatever. But it's not really like, oh, okay, well, if she finds, if she doesn't find me attractive, it's the end of the world. You know, it's not like I will literally die if she doesn't find me attractive. It's just, it's nerves. And I think that's one of those situations where it's kind of like, a lack of knowledge of words that and also that would be one of those things that for, for me i would say stems from a lack of trust in my mm-hmm. in my belief system because it's not the universe i know i know in my bones the universe is always going to want it's the, the best for me i know that it's only going to bring about what i put out you know i know that for me that is a belief that i hold very dear and true to my heart but I think there's sometimes when I get nervous about something because I want it so much that I forget or that I don't really move as if I know that the universe is going to bring that to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. It's not that, you know, like for you with God, you always know that God is, lo- he loves you and that he's always going to want what's best for you and everything like that. But I think there can be times where it's like, maybe I'm afraid to drop this song or whatever. And but it works you, out for a different person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Sometimes that, sometimes it takes that, oh, 
I don't know if I should do it. And then later on, you'll drop it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes and then it's it even them. bigger of a blow up. Sometimes you need those like, yeah, this didn't sure, work out sure. how I thought it was, but it worked out a different way to remind you of, oh, wait, no, he has me. He has me. And it's a blessing to go through those experiences, like, like you know what I'm saying, experience where you feel like you failed at something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, when you feel like you lost something. But when you take a step back, you know what I'm saying, let it let it go mm-hmm. and reflect, you'll realize that you gain more. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we're spiritual beings, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We are spiritual beings. So life, you know what I'm saying, lessons and experiences, you know, is good for the inner you because it gives you more knowledge, yeah. you know what I'm saying, more water, and like more rain for more sunlight for mm-hmm. you to grow. Every encounter you have, whether it be with a person or, you know, a being or whatever, every encounter that you have, I truly believe is an opportunity for you to either excel or to take time and be like, dang, am I living how I need to live? Am I this? I feel like, you know, this conversation right here could spark something in me where maybe I take my podcast a little more seriously or it could spark something in you where... Dang, you know, I never knew I wanted to be on a podcast, but now that might be something I seek out, you know, a little more often. Everything that you do, you can learn from someone or you can learn from those experiences. And if you don't see the lesson right away, if it doesn't spark something in you that way, then maybe it's a time for you to take that second and am I living, you know, am I living how I need to live? Am I, you know, do those check-ins. I feel like you can always do that. And it's so important. And I think... That, you know, you were talking about what season you were in, and I feel like that's probably the season that I'm in right now is more of a checking in. Mm-hmm. Right now, the big thing that I'm trying to do is create a morning habit. I yeah. never, I told you, I never cooked. I'm, I've got up in the last week or so, I probably got up and cooked breakfast four or five times because that's something I feel so cared for when people cook for me. And I feel like it shows other people that you care for them. So why not show myself I care for her? For sure. Because for I sure. do. For sure, because, you know, you got to wake yourself up in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily someone else's mm-hmm. responsibility. So that's that's a good discipline, like how you doing waking up in my life that because I that's what I'm starting to do. Mm-hmm. Know, waking up early because it's my it's my it's my responsibility. It's, it's my response yeah. to the ability of waking up. You know, what I'm saying what is your response? And that's that's what it is. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it all comes down to discipline. You know what I'm saying? How, how hard are you on yourself? Not in a way of punishment, but. How, how bad accountable do you, want to do you hold yourself? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, how bad do you want to succeed? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is the biggest thing that you feel like in your life you're working towards applying? Man, get Where the message. <laughs> straight up, bottom line, spread the good news to everybody. Spread the good news. And I can't do it if I don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. So... Music gives me a voice. You know what I'm saying? I I'm not I'm not really in tune with image. I don't, I don't I'm not really big on cosmetics. You know, I, mm-hmm. everybody like to look good. Of course, I like to look good. Yeah. You feel me? But I'm not really big on cosmetics. I'm more on what's on the inside rather than what's on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a 60/40 thing. 60%, you know what I'm saying, and in 40% out. Yeah. You know? So that's what I'm that's what I'm going for towards and you know, pretty much Conquering everything on the outer world within, you know, because it's, it's, you can't beat the whole world because it's a lot out there, mm-hmm. but you can beat yourself. And when you beat yourself, you're able to withstand anything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you can't scare me. 
I've already went through these trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Getting closer to God, getting closer to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? That's my that's my plan. That's my route. Setting these goals that I set in the past that I didn't shed tears for and seeing them come true. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was upsetting to me. You know, in the season I'm in now, the big moment is it was upsetting to me that my cousin wasn't able to, um, you know, see, see, watch this growth, watch this development. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I It's one of the moments. I'm going to do it for him. Nobody okay. else. You know, it really woke me up in, in that type of aspect. So, that's, that's the big ordeal. Mm-hmm. You got to make it to the top. I think it's crazy how, again, like I was saying, like death can really wake you up. And, oh, so this is where I was going with it earlier, um, before the podcast. In the spiritual world, there's a huge talk about death to your old self. And I remember we were talking about, you know, destination, about how everybody has a destination and you're all just trying to make it to that destination. And I think for a lot of people... The destination, or at least for me right now, my destination is death to my old self. Um, and yeah. I know, like, even with the, even, I don't know if you know too much about tarot cards or anything or how you feel about that, but there is, there's a death card in there. And a lot of times it's shown in movies and this and that. And although it can, fit, it, it can mean a physical death, a lot of times it literally just means death to your old self. That's such a common thing where, like, you know, accepting... This is who I was, and I forgive myself for all of the things that I did when I was in that mindset or all of the things then. And I think that is my destination right now, is, you know, cutting ties and killing off that old self, that self that did the things that I wasn't proud of and stuff like that. And, like, you know, loving her and understanding her and knowing that, you know, she did this because she was in survival mode (coughs) or whatever, but... Giving that rebirth, that space for the for the new me to come through. For the truth. The, the true, true me. You. The true me. Yeah. The true you. There's a lot of lives out here. Everybody, it is. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. good. Awakening, born again, yeah. being born again. You know what I'm saying? Seeing things through a different lens, mm-hmm. through the truth of the matter. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. what it's all about. Truth. Honesty. It is. It's the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Honesty. Mm-hmm. They lying to people. That's why people ain't listening. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's why you feel like you ain't good. And you ain't it's, so, it's so ingrained that sometimes I have to ask myself, like, why did I just lie about that? Like, I don't even realize that I'm lying sometimes. And I think we all do it. You know, somebody asks you how you're doing, and you're like, oh, I'm great. You know, knowing that you feel horrible. Yeah. And it's like, why did I just lie about that? You know, I think that that's, you know, mind your business. Mind your own business. Yeah, definitely. But, but, but the it, people that really care. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll be talking to my best friend and I'm like, <laughs> sorry. I'll be talking to my best friend and I'm like, I'm doing great. My life is, you know, wonderful and this and that. And there is part of me that believes in manifesting and manifesting that. But if you don't really feel it or if you're coming from a place of like not knowing that you're not actually having it, you're not going to manifest it. If it's coming from a place of scarcity of, mm, I'm really not doing great, you know, and you know in the back of your head that that's still what you're thinking about, it's not going to happen. So why even tell the lie? True. Why even tell the lie? And I think we're so enmeshed with our lives and having the society where everything has to be okay and everything, you know, you have to be perfect all the time that we find ourselves lying more often than we would even realize. Trying to be perfect. And mm-hmm. that's not perfect. Lying is not perfect. No. So, yep. Mm-hmm. You, you said it. 
You said it. You definitely said it. Yeah, we speak with her. <laughs> you said it. Well, then what we're going to do, because I know it's like right about time for this episode to end, we can pop into another episode. Usually when I record with people, we do two episodes. But the episodes are only an hour long. So I'm going to oh. stop this one, and then we can get the next one started up. And just, you know, hop into whatever you want to hop into. All right, for sure. So make sure you guys stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to start that now.